0: Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone. welcome to this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So honestly, going into today, guys, I was just going to do a preview, talk about some more stuff from last night. And then we get the big bombshell as Penguins, former Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford has resigned as the GM of the team, citing personal reasons, a move that, Stunned not just the fans of this team, but I think the hockey world in general. No one saw this coming. And the new search for the general manager position will be effective immediately. I will talk about who some people that I think should be candidates for the position coming up in the next segment. But first, and I just want to touch on Jim Rutherford's tenure here. It obviously wasn't perfect. You know, the last few years, he, he's kind of lost his way, had gone stale with him. I, I understood what people were saying. When they wanted him to just retire, you know, cut bait with him just because of the last few playoff exits the team has just looked bad. Some of the moves that he's made were bad. But, you know, the biggest thing about his tenure, he brought two Stanley Cups here in 2016 2017. That's it. I mean, that, that basically was his tenure here, even though he did screw up the last couple of years. I've seen some takes on Twitter. I even put a tweet out about this. I mean, just like... People are being schmucks for the sake of being schmucks. I've seen people say, you know, he is and always will be mediocre. You know, he was garbage anyway. And it's just like, that's not the take that we're looking for here. I mean, cut, give the guy some slack. He just resigned for personal reasons. That's not what we're going to do here. We're not going to tear him down and be a dick for the sake of being a dick just because he didn't like his movies for the last few years, like I said. I'm not his biggest fan. I thought some of the moves that he made over the last few years were garbage. Look at the Ryan Reeves trade. The Derek Broussard trade obviously didn't work out. Um, you know, Jamie Alexek trading away, Eric Good Jack Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, he did have some great moves that were so instrumental in the Penguins winning back-to-back cups. I mean, the best one of the best moves that he made that is not talked about enough is the first trade he made with the Penguins. I mean, 2014 offseason. He's just hired on the job, ratio is gone. They still have James Neal on the team. You know, I think he literally said at his press conference that James Neal was probably gonna be on the team going into next season. Rutherford said the hell with that, moved him to Nashville for Patrick Hornquist. That ended up being one of his best trades of this tenure just because of how great Hornquist was. Just the fit on the team, how great he was in the locker room, his net front presence, its so much more. And that was just the first big move that Rutherford made to, to retool the Penguins. He did a masterful job of retooling the team during those first few years. I know they didn't have a good season in 2014-15. They had the whole five defenseman fiasco. You know, that season also, was also kind of done when Chris Letang went down, I think with that, with that dirty hit from Shane Doan with like, what, five games remaining in the regular season or something like that. Um, they, they weren't going to go anywhere with him missing time due to a concussion. So, you know, I kind of chalk that up as as a whatever. He also did sign Blake Como in that offseason. Steve Downey, what he, when he wasn't being an idiot, scored about, what, 10 goals for the team. Um, Christian Ehrhoff I know, didn't work out, but I thought at the time it was a fine signing. And then you get to the next season, and you also get the Phil Kessel trade. Again, slam dunk. Didn't even really give up much in that trade. You still got Kasperi Kapanen back after you traded him. And then you, you have the Justin Schultz trade. You know, what a revelation he turned out to be. You put him on the third pairing and then he gets second pairing minutes the next year in 2017. I know his play went down a bit, but you took a chance on him. gave up a third round pick to get him and he was outstanding. You also trade Rob Scuderi for Trevor Daly. Again, that was an incredible trade. Rob Scuderi was just a corpse every single night. And then Trevor Daly just really improved the back end with how fast he was, how great he was in moving the puck up the ice. And also he was good in the defensive zone as well. I loved watching Trevor Daly in both of those seasons, even though he did have some injury problems. And then you also have the Carl Haglund trade in exchange for David Perron. And, you know, he just made the team so much faster. Nick Benino trade, obviously, for Brandon Sutter, the whole HBK line. You promote Matt Murray from the AHL who eventually takes Marc-Andre Fleury's job. And one of the best moves that people don't talk about as well, he kept both goalies going into 2017. Jim Rutherford could have just been like, hey, you know what? I'm going to trade Fleury for what I can at this point. Give Matt Murray the reins. He said, nope, I'm going to keep both goaltenders. And you know, he's glad he did because they don't win the Stanley Cup in 2017 without Fleury and Murray both going off in that run. That was another great move by him. As well, he also traded for Mark Streit and Ron Hainsey. I know playing Ron Hainsey on the top pairing was not what they envisioned with him, but they needed that that depth in 2017 when the Tang went out earlier in the season with that herniated disc he had to miss the rest of the season and the playoffs. So, in my mind, guys, he's always going to be remembered as the general manager who brought the team to Stanley Cups back to back. You know, I will entertain arguments for him being the best general manager in Penguins history. I mean, he's easily top two, in my opinion. Craig Patrick, I think, is obviously up there, too. I mean, I know he inherited Mario, but he drafted Yager. Two big deals that led to Cups. I mean, he also hired. Badger Bob, Scotty Bowman, two of the best coaches in this franchise's history, though I think I would put Mike Sullivan over everyone except Badger Bob. So I think it's those two for the best two general managers in Penguin's history. You can you can give me arguments for either one, and I would honestly agree. You know, there's there's no right or wrong answer. I'd honestly put them at 1A, 1B. But, you know, there will be a time to shit on Jim Rutherford. Yes, he didn't have the greatest moves over the last few years. It could have been time to move on from him. And, you know, it honestly could have maybe was time to move on from him just because of what it's gone still. A bit, and that some of his moves had not been working out, and now moving forward, they have a really good chance here to secure the long-term trajectory of this franchise by hiring a person or a candidate, I should say, is analytically inclined and that can trust the process and see that that will yield the right results. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm going to get to some candidates going on in the next segment. You know, as for reasons as to why this could have happened, I mean, my first thought about this, you know, this was shut down by David Morehouse though at the press conference. My first thought was that. Is this mental health related? Like, is he sick? Does he have cancer or something that we don't know about? Um, is it like for, for something about the pandemic or something? I, I don't know. You know, that was just the first thought that came into my head. Just like, is he having mental health issues? I mean, that would be a perfectly logical, reason for why someone would resign from their job to get their head on straight. But David Morehouse did confirm at the press conference, the Zoom conference, that it not, the health had nothing to do with it. It was just his own decision. He apparently decided last night after the game against the Bruins, where the Penguins. And in that Morehouse. He tried to uh, convince him to stay this morning and Rutherford had already made up his mind. Um, some other theories that I've seen float around. This one also popped into my head. Is this part, potentially part of the Clark Donatelli situation that may drop soon? For those that aren't aware and did not hear about it, um, Clark Donatelli, he was the former AHL coach of the Baby Penguins, was accused of some very disturbing sexual harassment allegations. I think earlier Um, In December, about a month and a half ago, the organization's been very silent on it. A lot of the media has been very silent on it as well. Could this have been in advance to something about that coming out? I don't know. You know, we really haven't seen much of it come out from the organization. I don't really think the organization has really talked about it. We're going to see soon if more details come out about that. But that was also one that I and a lot of other people were thinking of. But then there's this really good theory from Matt Gaucka. Um, he used to write he used to cover the Penguins for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I also work with him at City of Champions Sports for fan I'm great follow by the way. For all Pens related stuff. This would this was his theory. Um Rutherford wanted an extension. Pens told him he wanted to see how the season played out. He felt insulted and told them he was done. Honestly, that seems like one of the most likely scenarios. Um speak for Mark Madden for what you will I am not his biggest fan I never have been his biggest fan I've seen what he's done to some of my followers with just like exposing like some addresses and talking bad about their families and all that I think he's not the brightest person out there but he is connected to the Penguins more than the Steelers I mean we all saw what happened over the weekend with TJ Watt and the, Watt, all, the whole Watt family just going after him for a report that um, doesn't seem like it's true but he did say on his radio show today that there was some conflict between management Rutherford and Penguins owners ownership. Um, Part of it was that I think they forced Rutherford to fire Carmanos when he didn't want to. And then there were some other parts of it that hasn't been leaked yet, apparently. But he said that was the main reason for why Rutherford resigned. And, you know, that wouldn't be surprising at all. Like I said, you know, Matt's theory, you know, maybe wanting an extension, Penguins ownership said, hey, you know, we want to see how the season plays out because we've kind of embarrassed ourselves the last two off seasons and maybe Rutherford got insulted and just left. So, Um, You know, I'm sure the details from this will come out at some point. Rutherford loves to talk. He's one of the most candid general managers out there. But I really do think I buy the theory that he maybe wanted an extension that ownership basically said, yeah, no, we're going to wait till the end of the season because we've been embarrassed by Montreal and the Islanders. And then Jim said, okay, I'm out. Uh, And then there's another thing. I think he talked to some of the um, hockey media this morning and he did say he's not officially retiring yet. He wants to wait out to the end of his contract in June to see if he wants to retire or get back into the game. So that's, Interesting as well. And like I said, I definitely think at some point we will get all the details out about this because you know it's just, something just seems fishy about it, in my opinion. But coming up in the next segment, um, I'll touch on some candidates that I would like to see the Penguins interview for this position. honestly love to hire. There's a lot of young hockey minds out there that deserve a general manager job and I think would excel here with the Penguins. We'll get to that. And also we'll get to um, what you guys thought of this after I put a tweet out on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. But before we do get to the next segment, it is time to talk about Bilt Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, Kalmore brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barky, of course. For the 12 original peanut butter, German chocolate, raspberry, mint brownie, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. One of my favorite flavors is still the peanut butter one, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. You can go to BiltBar.com right now and use the promo code ON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at BiltBar.com. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hody. So, there's a long list of good candidates that I think would be um, just great fits for the Penguins GM job. Like I said, guys, they need to find someone who has just a good long-term trajectory for this team. And I can tell you who does not fit that bill. Someone like Dale Talon, terrible general manager in Florida. I mean, he at the expansion draft especially, kept Alex Petrovic and basically let go Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. Pretty embarrassing. And he just, he had terrible trade after terrible trade. I think the uh, Vincent Chotrek trade was a joke too. He would be on my short list of please do not go after. I've also seen, of course, if you guys remember in 2014, Pierre Maguire, I think, got second place. He was the runner-up in the Penguins GM job. Please do not go after Peter McGuire. He actually despises analytics, and I think he would literally and figuratively run this team to the ground. So please stay away from someone like Peter McGuire. He would just crush this team. Also, someone like Ken Holland in Edmonton, hard pass on that. I think he would stay in Edmonton, though, but big hard pass on that. Also, someone who's out of the game, Peter um, He's He had the haul for Larson trade. That should just disqualify him from being a GM at any NHL team. He stinks. Hard pass on him. Uh, I'm glad that John Chayka is not... He, he's basically banned from the league, I think, until December 31st of this year. Um, so I'm kind of glad that the Penguins are not going to be able to go after him. So if you stay away from those guys, the, those old hockey men, I think they should be able to make a good hire here. And Fresh Hockey also put out a good long list of people that they should interview, two of them at the top of my list as well. Sam Ventura should get an interview. Of course, he's the director of hockey research. Um, he's also one of the Penguins well, he was an assistant general manager for a little bit, but he's just risen in the organization pretty quick ever since he's been hired. Um as a very analytic background. I mean, of course, he founded War on Nice, and he just I think he would be a great candidate for this position. Um if he were to be hired, I mean, I think everyone in the fan base would love it just because of how much he would use the underlying numbers in his decisions. He he would just kinda of remind me of like a young Kyle Dubas in a way. You know, I think Dubis has done a really good job in Toronto. He doesn't really panic. He uses a lot of analytics with his moves as well. Um, if they were to hire Sam, like I said, slam dunk for that. Also, um Eric Tulski, the Carolina Assistant General Manager, I think he deserves an NHL GM job. I think he would be a great fit here with the Penguins. He's also a very analytical person. You can see his work featured on various websites. I think he did Outnumbered, NHLNumbers.com, did stuff for Broad Street Hockey. Um, He would be one of the first people I would call for this position if I were David Morehouse. Um, Maybe you call George McPhee. I know he's kind of the president of Hockey Operations, but I think he would be a decent hire. Um, Mike Gillis of Florida, maybe, um, Mike Fuda, Those are honestly just my big candidates. I would say for this position, they just they need someone who is not only going to be here for the win now, mode, which only really has a few years left anyway, but is going to be here for the impending rebuild that is going to be coming in a few years. Because you know they're they're not going to be able to keep everyone on this team soon. I mean, Latang's contract's up coming soon. Gino's contract is up soon. Rust's contract is up soon. Kapanen's is up soon. And in case people aren't aware, you know those are four of your best players on the team. And you know, especially with Latang and Malkin, they've been here for their whole career. So I'm just really curious to see where this search goes, you know, also another person that they should not even hire Dean Lombardi, hard pass on that. He kind of put the the Kings in the shitter, um, after they were just starting to be bad. You know, he just made some bad moves. I mean, he also locked up. I think he was the architect behind that Jonathan Quick contract, more, probably one of the worst contracts in the league. He's one, also one of the most overrated goaltenders in the league too. So, yeah, he, he should be disqualified from any GM job for giving out that contract alone. But, yeah, I just, I just want someone like, like an Eric Tolsky, like a Sam Ventura, like a Mike Fuda, someone that trusts the process to get good results, doesn't make panic moves, Obviously has good people skills and just, just makes good moves. You know, that that's really what I want. I don't want to see, you know, going back and forth between philosophies. You know what works with this team, speed and skill. You don't need to go get tough like Jim Rutherford did. I just, I want someone to stick to the same philosophy. Kind of like what the 76ers did. you know, They had the whole slogan, trust the process, trust the process. I want to see that from someone who was hired to be the next general manager of this team. Uh, Morehouse said today, there's not going to be a time frame on this search. Patrick Alvin is going to be considered. He's the interim general manager right now. He also said if he wants to make a trade, he can do whatever he wants until they fill the position. And that if he needs help, uh, he can always go to Mario Lemieux. I did find that quote funny, that Mario would help him with trades. So those I think are the best candidates for the next position um, for the general manager with this team. I've also seen some people say, oh my God, you can make Mike Sullivan the GM and the coach. Probably not a good idea. You never really see one person with both the GM and the head coaching duties of any sports team. Yes, I know Bill Belichick is the head coach and the general manager of the Patriots, but I mean he's also one of the greatest coaches of all time. But it's just that's just also how I think it's always been with New England as well. But I just I don't think that would be a good idea. I just want someone with a bright mind, and there's plenty of candidates out there to choose from. I would be curious to see what way the organization goes for this hire. And again, I will say this you know, Mike Darnay did have a great tweet. Please follow me, works for KDKA, did stuff for Pensburg. Um, you don't need to do the yeah, but with Jim Rutherford's tenure. It starts and ends with the two back to back cups that he brought, brought this team. I mean, he even said it best with his follow up tweet. Man, fans of so many teams would kill to even have a chance at one championship. I mean, this this team has been to four Stanley Cup finals throughout um, Sid and Gino's time here. I mean, two under Rutherford. I mean, there's so many franchises that had not even been to a Stanley Cup final when Jim Rutherford was here. So, I mean, it's just we can talk about the moves that he made over the last few years on another point. And, yes, they did stink. But... It starts and ends with those two cups that he brought this team in 2016 and 2017. I mean, you're just, you're missing it, is all I have. So I really hope some people cut it out with those kind of takes just because it's just, it's not necessary yet this time. But that'll do it for this segment of the On Penguins podcast. Coming up in the next one, we're going to get to your responses, what you guys thought about this just stunning news that we saw today. But before we do get to that, it is time to talk about BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered in one place free trust. That is BetOnline. You can sign up today for a free account and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hody. So I did put a tweet out on the Locked on Penguins Twitter account just basically saying, you know, huge show coming. I'm stunned by Jim Rutherford resigning. Just what are your all's thoughts on it? Um, let's just get into it. True North Pens fam says, I was looking for an update on Dumoulin and then this bomb dropped. Wow. First off, I hope everything is okay with Jim. I do think the timing is fine. Though as he weathered the main part of this pandemic shitstorm, and now it is time for a new era. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I saw some of the takes, like, oh my god, he just made some of these trades and dipped. And it's just like, oh my god, like you guys are just missing the point. Like, obviously, I'm sure he didn't want to just dip randomly after making the trade for Kasperi Kapanen, and signing Yannick Weber and doing some other things in this offseason. But I mean, I'm sure he was thinking long and hard about this decision. You don't just do this overnight. It doesn't just come to you like, Oh my god, like I'm gonna resign right now. You know, I'm sure he was probably thinking about this for a few weeks, a month, or something like that, and he just maybe thought it was time. So just the people that are saying, like, oh my god, like he just got up and dipped just randomly. It's just that's just not true. But I do agree it is time for a new era, it's time to bring in someone who will be here for the long term, someone with a younger mind who will be able to lead this team through a rebuild. Um, Alan Teodor says, I hope everything is okay with JR. I didn't see this coming at all. Should be interesting to see what the interim GM can and can't do since supposedly he's able to consult with Mario. I agree, Alan. I'm curious to see what Alvin will do in the interim. There's obviously a lot of defensive issues with this team right now. I mean, Marino is her. We still don't even know updates with him. Um, Dumoulin is her. I think he's still day-to-day with that lower body injury. I mean, this team is down a lot of defensemen right now. I haven't even gotten to the point that they signed Yannick Weber. And for my immediate thoughts on that, He's not good. If you look at his underlying numbers from JFresh Hockey, his player card, which is just awesome. Um, his projected wins above replacement, 23%. His even strength offense, 26%. Even-straight defense, 37%. His finishing ability, 37%. Um, goals per 60, 33%. His assi- primary assist per 60 minutes, 10%. Um, just really doesn't contribute anything at either end of the ice. I mean, I get it, though. They're kind of desperate for defensive help. You play him on the third pairing, I think he's going to make... 700, 750K. If he stinks, you just put him in the press box. But I'd still rather them just trade for someone like Vince Dunn or Travis Dermott from St. Louis and Toronto, respectively. But they went on and got immediate help without giving up any assets. Um, Nicky Wheels had a pretty funny tweet. That 3 0 OT must have did it for him. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think I would have resigned my job too um, after seeing uh, Malkin and Latang screw up that in overtime. Because, you know, Malkin's going to be a walking meme for the rest of the year just after not finishing that. He also had a breakaway, of course, right before that um, hit the crossbar. It was just a hard game to watch from him. Uh, Nicholas Malsom said, though, I wish nothing but the best for Jim and hope everything is okay health-wise. But I'm still shocked he resigned considering some of his offseason moves that originally looked bad have actually been pretty good so far this year, mainly Kasperi-Captain. Yeah, I man, it is weird timing. I mean, the team was playing well through seven games, four and two and one points. uh In their last five games, they've gotten a total of nine of their last ten points. Like you said, man, the captain trade has looked really good. Um, He's been one of their best skaters ever since he made his debut. Um, The Jankowski one, though, kind of went down. If you saw some numbers this morning, um, his expected goal share is in like 40% now or something like that. Um, His possession has also plummeted. Not looking great there. But then, you know, the one that he made the last offseason with Brandon Tana, I mean, that signing is looking great as well. But yeah, man. I mean, I think he is okay health David Morehouse did say in the press conference that that was not the reason why he resigned. But yeah, man, it was it was definitely really freaking shocking that he resigned today. I just definitely did not see it at all. And like True North Penns fan said, I was looking forward to a Dumoulin update today because he's their second best defenseman on the team. Well, second or third, I guess. And like I said, this team does not go anywhere without him being hurt long term. And as I say this, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Um, Jim Rutherford just talked to Mike DeFabo um, of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Here's some quotes here. Hasn't made any decisions on the future. Um, Jim also said it was my decision. It was just time to do it. Didn't get into specifics. Um, This was the quote that stood out. Um, He said, when I first came here, I said I was going to come here for two to three years. I'm in my seventh year. I guess I've outlasted my welcome. He also said, I can't say enough good things about how I've been treated by ownership. I prefer to just move on and leave it at that. Leave it at that. I mean, this just screams to me, guys, that he just wasn't happy with the ownership not giving him an extension just because of what happened these last two years. And he's just like, all right see you guys. And he's just basically like, yeah, I guess I've outlasted my welcome. I'm just going to leave because they're not going to re-sign me in the middle of the season. So um, that's just basically my take on that. I just really found it interesting with that last quote, you know, just I've outlasted my welcome. So um, I think that's your big indicator right there that this was, there's definitely some conflict. I think that happened, you know, what specifics were there. I'm not really sure. I'm gonna try that to find out for you guys as quick as I can with maybe getting some guests on the show, but you know I think that's the best theory that we have right now. But that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, definitely not something I thought I would be talking about today or for a while, honestly. But you know it's a new time now for the Penguins, and we'll be curious to see who they hire for the next general manager of this team. And we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. I think tomorrow we will do a post game episode after the game against Boston. Then Friday, I'm not really sure what we're gonna do. For that. Yeah, maybe another crossover with the locked on Rangers host John Chick, but still up in the air right now for the rest of the week. But I will talk to you all tomorrow.